0: Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is...
1: David Emick.
0: And welcome to episode 120, season 6, episode 17, entitled Meet the Woggles, originally airing April 12th, 2012. Dave, if you would please give us a quick summary slash of this episode.
1: Whilst on her sexual walkabout from Paul, Jenna tries to accomplish her goals of both pulling a Yoko Ono and dating a children's entertainer by dating someone in the hot Australian kids' band, The Wobbles.
0: And a non-aboriginal Australian. That's true.
1: And... the trifecta. <laughs> a non-aboriginal Australian. Meanwhile, after a surprise phone call, Jack learns that his mother, Colleen, is in town for heart surgery that she never told him about. After Liz finds out about the situation, she encourages Jack to have the talk with Colleen before it's too late. And finally, after Tracy's son, George Foreman, is accepted into Stanford University, Tracy spends the day with him for the first time in George Foreman's life, leading him to reconsider his decision to go to college.
0: And that's it. Bye, everyone! Bye! Bye. Uh, Now, this is, um... I mean, this is like as soon as the credits were rolling on this episode, I was like, you know what? That was a super solid episode. Like, it's definitely that absurdist Thirty Rock level of just over the top zaniness. Like, Jenna's story is just so silly, and like her wanting to be the Yoko Ono of the Woggles, which obviously the Beatles is. I mean, there's just a lot of Beatles references throughout this episode. Um, I I think this is another episode where uh, Liz again takes another backseat. I mean, she does play a role in Jack and uh, Colleen's story, but she just kind of... she's not really another one where she's the driving force. She's just part of the story kind of thing.
1: And in a rare plot turn, she's not the most racist person in the episode. In fact, there's many between between the Woggles and Colleen, there are many more racist people than Liz Lemon. So, congratulations
0: to her. Yeah. Um... Yeah, But, I mean, obviously, Elaine Stritch is back with, as Colleen, which we haven't seen her for a while now. Um, but this is the penultimate uh, episode for her, so uh, we got one more left. and then Well,
1: it's a good thing they had the talk then, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, Did 30 Rock predict Elaine Stritch's death? No, they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we will have her final episode in Season 7, so... It's a little bit of a ways away, but yeah. Uh, no, I think this is a this was this was a super solid uh, thirty rock episode, especially as kind of the ho oh, hum the last couple have been. I think this one sort of is like a return to form.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing about this episode, I guess, because the title is the Woggles. Like, so the term wog is a slur, but like in well, I feel like we're saying it because, but it's not really in American English. It's in, well, I knew it was in Australian English. I, apparently it's, it's in British English too. Basically it's primarily to describe people who are like either Southern Mediterranean, so like Greece, like the ex Yugoslavian countries in the Middle East, basically to describe people and those people in a derogatory manner. Mm-hmm. Um... So, um, like, I feel weird. I think like, it's
0: even short for something else that I don't want to say. Yeah, no,
1: it's uh, <clears throat> what it's short for, I think, is probably more familiar to Americans. But anyway, mm-hmm. I feel like, saying is it's like it's not really In American English. It's not really a slur, I guess, or at least you don't hear people here say it, or at least not that I ever have. So, it's like, is it acceptable to say it? I mean, I've already said it multiple times, and it's literally part of the title of this episode. So, it's like you can't really not, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah no um wow well, i i didn't I, I didn't know that it was that bad of a, of a yeah term. there yeah. was i don't know if you remember <laughs> it's, it was a
1: few years ago now but there was like this <clears throat> viral video and i th- it was, i think it was early YouTube. it was before it was definitely before modern quote-unquote like outrage and cancel culture because mm-hmm. like th- she was holding accountable. Basically, there was this Australian woman. I think two men got in a fight or something, and this woman, I guess, had witnessed the fight or whatever it was, or attack or whatever it was, and like was describing it to I don't know who was in, to a news camera. anyway Anyways, describing to someone who was filming it, and like she just used the term over and over. She said, "This one, well, I mean, I, I feel awkward using it." Uh, yeah, I wouldn't use it. Basically, this one person that slur like did this and then the other that the slur did that and like she she she's used the word so many times like as she was describing what happened that that i think that was i can't remember if that predated this episode it must have because i feel like that was the i don't remember that i don't
0: know that definitely slipped into my yeah it was the sort
1: of thing that when it went viral but not in the way it would have if it had been more recently like Mm -hmm. i do remember it getting like talked about a lot anyway Mm -hmm. it was just like so well first like it went viral like it was almost like a I don't. I don't know. Like milkshake doesn't feel appropriate. But, like it first went viral because she was just like so like enthusiastic, like describing what happened. Then like people are like wait a second, right, right, like she's using she's... this like offensive term over and over throughout the video. So yeah, there was still, I don't know. Like that's my first like real recollection of like understanding mm-hmm. that. Like I mean, it's, it's possible that this episode actually came before that, and I'm just like misremembering exactly. But that's I mean that's the first time that I really remember like. I don't know being exposed to it and like or whatever I, anyway i don't know Yeah, i, I missed all that yeah.
0: that was that was new to me but i mean so i mean is the joke the fact that they're the band is called the woggles but they are very adamant and and, and you know racist groups so i was like is that the joke is yeah okay
1: yeah i mean like they're yeah they're not calling themselves i guess
0: that
1: that yeah. word but um which is, I mean, at this. If but but the, right, but they're kind of right, but they're I guess positioning. It. I mean, it makes I guess it makes sense though that their band name is like a racist slur, and then they're like have slipped like white power messages or whatever right. into their lyrics.
0: Yeah. Wow. Anyway, hopefully that's as dark as that gets. Yeah. Um. Although,
1: like, I don't know, like. It almost seems like this episode would have even more resonance now than because mm-hmm. after the Wiggles themselves, I, if they saw, I, they, maybe they're they not yeah. yeah, they're not as I guess popular as they were back then. But like the concept of a band that would be like not even subconsciously, but just like slipping in white power messages, feels like it would be very on oh, yeah. brand for 2020, 2021, if it yeah. actually happened in real life. So,
0: yeah, That'd not that, I mean,
1: nothing's happened as far as I know, but I mean. I wouldn't surprise me in a year or two we hear like there's some article that goes viral and there's like 30 Rock predicted the white power kids band <laughs> oh, that wow. blah 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 blah. Anyway. So. That's enough about that. I just thought it we uh, should probably cover that <laughs> before we get into it.
0: Yeah. No. It's good. You get the darkness out of the way fast <laughs> and then nothing but left for room for comedy. So. Uh, yeah. Um, any other racisms or... <laughs> Uh, Dark territory to tread down before we hop in, or...?
1: Let's wiggle in. Oh,
0: okay. Well, at least you didn't use the other one. (laughs) Alright, well, the cold open is another one of those longer cold opens, but it does set up everyone's story. So, let's start with uh, Jack and Liz.
2: Jack, I've got a huge problem. The TGS sweatshirts were supposed to say TGS Season 6 Yuck, which is a catchphrase from a pretty great sketch. Yuck! they got misprinted and now they say TGS season six duck and that's a season five catchphrase. Duck!
3: Lemon, that is not a real problem. A real problem is losing your giant scissors right before a ribbon cutting for a couch factory. I just had them. Oh, thank God. I thought I'd lost them. Today, I want everything to be perfect. I'm opening a factory. And factories provide three things this country desperately needs jobs pride and material for bruce springsteen songs
2: great so we solved your problem but now i gotta wear last year's sweatshirts at my cousin's wedding
0: i feel like that would have been the usual where the cold open ends but this it just keeps going with jenna and, and tracy after this but that aside w- uh. I feel like this is probably, like, an easily Googleable thing. But why – was it a cartoon thing that translated to real life? But why are scissors, like, this grand – like, ribbon cutting? Like, why did that become, like, a very standard thing, at least for corporations? Like, I don't know if they still persist, if they –
1: Why do ribbon cuttings become a thing? Well, no, ribbon
0: cuttings I kind of get – because, it, you know, obviously, it's the same as, like, Breaking Ground. I get it. It's a metaphor, pretty on-the-nose metaphor. But, like, I don't know, like, the giant scissors. Like, why did the giant scissors... Uh-huh. Do they just have to match the size of the ribbon? Yeah. Or is it just, like... Uh, I guess I've
1: always just the right thought of one thing. It's like, you have a giant ribbon, so you, you have to have a scissors to have giant scissors
0: match to it. Okay. Cut it. Uh, it just seems like such a weird... I mean, it's probably one of the things where, like where it's, like,
1: one... Thing famous like there was probably some famous moment where like there was like a high publicity like someone did that whole first ribbon cutting thing with the giant and like it just got a lot of attention and just one of those things that caught on because of how much publicity it got yeah, I feel like that's was, how a lot of like things like that start just, just like it happened like once in like a very it became famous or like just it was well covered I don't know mm-hmm. and then people like oh that's cool let's copy let's that idea that and became, then it just became a thing yeah I wonder well So there is a woman named Kimberly Baeth, B-A-E-T-H, so Baeth Navy Bath, who owned a firm called Golden Openings that specialized in basically in providing services and products for grand openings. Um, And giant scissors were something that she used prominently. And apparently it was nicknamed the Big Scissors Lady. So if she wasn't the first one to do it, which she probably wasn't the first one to do it, but apparently she was the one who, like, that was a big thing she built mm-hmm. around her PR pushes for grand openings is using a giant pair of scissors. So, right. I mean, I don't know how trustworthy this article is that I'm not going to keep going stuff. Anyway, but basically what we said dates back to, like, like a prominent example it, of... And
0: they just it just became a standard for a lot of other people. All right. I, I, I'll, I'll concede that. That's fine. That's acceptable to me, I guess. Uh, Anyway, back to 30 Rock. Uh, Jenna is over the moon.
4: Oh, I'm so tired. I was out all last night with my new rock star boyfriend.
5: I listened to rock and roll music once, but I stopped before I started worshipping the devil. The song went, Mr. Sandman, then I shut it off.
4: Morning, Jenna. Thanks. Dating a musician is amazing. This sexual walkabout I'm on is really opening me up to new experiences.
2: What's new? You've been with tons of musicians. Back in Chicago, I walked in on you with the guy from Blues Traveler. He still had his harmonica thing on.
4: Sure, I've dated musicians before, but I've never sexually manipulated one into leaving his band for me, like Yoko Ono and the Beatles, or Lance Drake Mandrell and Wilson Phillips my boyfriend's last album went quadruple platinum they sold out Madison Square Garden in nine minutes for a Tuesday morning show who plays on a Tuesday morning? I don't know, just a little band called the Woggles.
5: Apples are red, bananas are yellow I love my friends, bananas are yellow
4: My Russ is the blue one. He's about to do something amazing. I know, the Woggles. My eight-year-old niece walked down the aisle to that song at her wedding. Wait, you're trying to break up a children's group? Well, it checks off a lot of boxes on my sexual walkabout list. Yoko a band, make love to a beloved children's entertainer, be with a non-Aboriginal Australian. I
2: thought the whole point of this was to see if someone could make you happier than Paul. I mean, if you're just checking off
4: boxes, maybe you should... Get back together before it's too late. What's that supposed to mean? He's not replacing me. We're having an adventure. And I hope right now he is also with a beloved children's entertainer. Maybe Rafi or the sedated prisoner they put inside of Barney.
0: Oh, did you
1: catch that, uh, Landstroke Mandrell reference? Yeah,
0: yeah. So Billy Baldwin is the actor and and is married to one of the people in Wilson Phillips. So that's a fun little inside joke. It only works, obviously, if you remember. That he was, well. At least it Jack was Jack a couple yeah. episodes. I see, at but, least
1: it was a very recent episode. If that yeah. would have been like last season, or if that would have been a real deep cut joke, yeah, but, uh, yeah. it would have been hard to
0: remember. Uh, I mean, that, it's not as dark as the explanation for the the name of the Waddles, but that <laughs> sedated person in a Barney costume, like I don't know. I mean, i, I Barney is canceled, right? I like I don't think it's on the air anymore. But I don't think. So. I mean. From what I remember of that show, which I hated, I almost like hate watched it for some reason. But anyway, I would, I would watch that. As sedated as that person might be, he was still a lot of energy. He was still Ooh, jumping boom. around and come on, kids! <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the final worst. Barney episode was in November twenty ten. So, mm-hmm. although without Barney, who knows if we would still have Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato?
0: And Debbie Ryan
1: was in that too? I'm
0: not not engaging on that. Anyway. How interesting. Uh, Do you know the name of the Blues Travelers lead singer? Uh, I said it, walking Back. You missed it.
1: Lance Drake Mandrell. Also.
0: John Popper. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, that's one of those things that's in my brain that I wish I could replace with something important. Um, but I think we see Jenna's Walkabout Checklist, but, uh, for sake of time and all that, someone nicely put it up on the interweb, so.
1: Thanks, IMDB Trivia. Sometimes you do
0: have uses. We have Ed, Ed Bagley and Hank Williams Jr.
1: At the same time?
0: No, I think oh. it's Ed Bagley Jr. slash Hank Williams Jr. I think she saved time in writing it. Did I say something? Trigger
1: you? Maybe it was my tone of voice. Yeah. Um...
0: Oh God! Uh, next to a horse being born in a blimp orgy with seal team six, general zod guy who just farted in the replay booth at NHL game that's very specific. make a love to beloved children's entertainer be with a non Aboriginal or Australian cause an impeachment
1: well damn she was uh, <laughs> if she held on till uh yeah. the, the last few years yeah. uh, she definitely could have added she that had two to her. Opportunities.
0: List. Uh, shower with the Snapper Woman That's, I don't think the shop the Snapper Woman still exists The Lorax uh, You could probably get with Danny DeVito uh, And an Airplane Well Will Wheel Well, rather Pull a General Tso's Revenge Which I'm not sure what that is I'm uh,
1: sure sh- okay. So I like haven't heard, so it, but I'm so guessing General Sow's chicken is usually spicy So I'm assuming means if you have a lot of it You have to go to the toilet and not have pleasant times Oh dear I'm uh, guessing. I've never heard of General Tso's Revenge. I'm going to Google and make uh, sure that's not a thing. That uh, I'll else.
0: finish off the list while you do okay. that. Uh, she wants to run a train with the cast of Training Day. She wants to Suni a marriage. She wants to do Supreme Court Justice, but it has to be a liberal. And she wants to Yoko a band and also Dean Kane. So we're not sure how much she's accomplished on this list, but that's a considerable list. So good luck, Jenna.
1: Okay, yeah. So General Tso's Revenge is great. Basically uh, diarrhea. So...
0: So she wants to ha- have sex with someone on diarrhea. Well, didn't didn't say cause general service revenge.
1: Pull a For general. Se- d- so basically, have sex with someone, and then they have d- diarrhea after. That's how. I- <laughs> oh god! That would be a very intense. Oh. Session.
0: Oh dear. Uh okay. Um, let's. Uh, next. Uh, <laughs> God, that's so gross.
5: Something terrible
0: has happened. And for once, I'm not talking about the collapse
5: of the middle class. It's my family. oldest son, George Foreman, got into Stanford, and he's planning to attend. Tracy, that's awesome.
2: Stanford's a great school. I didn't even get in, and I was first in my class. Although only seven of us graduated that year because of a bad mono outbreak, which somehow missed me, despite all the Frenching I did.
5: You don't understand. Jordan men don't go to college. We go to the school of hard knocks. A one-year vocational program where you learn to bang on doors and scare people into subscribing to magazines that they'll never get. Mr. Jordan, you should be proud. Proud? My son's a nerd!
3: Tracy, in the real world, you need a college degree to succeed.
5: Billy.com. How did your city council campaign go?
3: Well, as far as raising the level of discourse in this city, I'd say it was a great success.
5: This is Angie's fault! She coddled him! i'm gonna teach my son what it is to be a jordan and i'm gonna die trying
0: that's a long cold open
1: it is so i something that this scene and actually this episode in general made me think is like the dot-com character would be perfect for like either a spinoff or like some sort of like parallel series because it's like when we see i guess like You know, in the show, like, he mostly exists as a member of Tracy's entourage, but there's so many references to, like, all these things that he does outside the purveyor of the show that, like, actually makes it sound like he would be, like, one of the most interesting characters, (laughs) like, if he had a show about him. So like talks about, like, I mean, everything from, I don't know, like, his... Based like, being obsessed with, like, lots of, like, more, like, I don't know, like, scholarly pursuits, mm-hmm. like, he's, he reading and poetry in the and drama and theater yeah. and yeah. things, like, running for city council. It's, like, he's doing so many things, like, just off to the side of the show that are, like, are actually really interesting. So like, you, like, I don't know. Like, it's just really interesting how he's, like, built up to be, like, ha- really have all these interesting things about him, although we never actually see, see them for the most part. And
0: he's reduced to just, like, a punchline for Tracy yeah. and that kind of thing, yeah. No, he's, an accompli- he's seemingly an accomplished person, but all we ever see is just the what, uh, the entourage portion of him. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that could, that could have been fun. Like, be like a web series, just like a small yeah. like, five-minute episode web series kind of thing. That would have been fun to see. I don't know. There's parts of me that, like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, it's interesting that they do the, you know, the kid coming from the ghetto didn't go to college so now he's instilling those ideas onto his kids even though he's an incredibly established person who can afford to college but i don't know like the whole trope of like no i didn't go to school so my kids shouldn't go to school it's just like really like that's it's kind of silly i think that's
1: just a tracy jordan yeah well i mean i'm not to say that there aren't people out there who may have that same thing mm-hmm. but like I feel like that's pretty on-brand for what Tracy Jordan... Like, I feel like a lot of... I mean, in real... I think a lot of real people... I mean, just in real life, I think a lot of people are like... They want their kids to go to college because because they didn't. But right. for Tracy, I don't know. Like, that his character Yeah, I guess, like, if his they, character if they made
0: the story a little bit... Like, I didn't go to school, cause I so I don't want you to go to school. Because I don't know. Like, if they made it where not necessarily like he's fearful that they would be better than him but because he just I don't know I don't know how I'm uh there's in my brain I just can't quite put the words together to explain what I feel like they could have done like he didn't want him to go to school because he didn't go to school so he feels he didn't need the college kind of thing I don't know uh but I'm glad they didn't go that route and they just sort of um they get there in the end that he still wishes him to go to school and Spoiler alert! Spoilers! She's ruined right. the whole arc of
1: the episode.
0: Oh no! What are we gonna do? Right. General Sill's revenge. Ugh, stop it! Uh, so while we're uh, so we're back from the opening, and Jack is ready for his ribbon-cutting ceremony, but he gets a surprise call from a doctor.
2: Yes, Mister Donaghy. This is Dr. Praveen Singh. I performed your mother's heart surgery
3: last month. No, you must have the wrong, Mr. Donaghy. My mother didn't have heart surgery. Colleen Donaghy,
5: born April 24, 1925, at Boston Catholic Guild Hospital. She keeps calling
3: me Aladdin. That's definitely her. Well, she's recovering
5: very nicely, but we don't have anyone to release her
3: to. We found your name on a list of disappointments she keeps folded up in her shoe. Oh, but well, doctor, I can't come to the hospital to bring my mother home. I'm in New York, not Florida. Mr. Donaghy, I'm calling you from Cornell Medical Center. My mother's in New York?
6: Doctor, saying, are you stealing my hats? What do you do, feed them to your cow god? Mother, what are you doing? Who told you to call my son? Oh, please,
3: you wanted him to call. Somehow you knew I was opening a sofa factory today. Could we just... oh
6: sofa! Somebody got all flouncy when I wasn't looking. What are you going to do, put on your galoshes and go eat some fruit like a Frenchman?
3: Fruit is part of a balanced diet, you miserable harridan! Good
6: God, you've ruined every significant moment in my life. And now? You've ruined this. Yeah, for God's sake. There's only one reason I came to New York, and that's because Gunga Din here takes my insurance.
3: So you were planning on never telling me you were having heart surgery? Look, I do have other patients.
6: Yes, I'm sure you do.
3: Yes, I know it's over couchy. Unlike you, I have eyes.
0: An easy to miss I'm gonna say joke, but just a visual joke, I guess, is that it's called Couchtown with a K? <laughs> like I guess that's Cable Town's thing, they just name everything with a K if they can. Very Mortal Kombat style. I get exactly. it. Yeah, I understand. But I wondered if they if they kept going, if they had to invent like a third Product under the cable town, and they did like a presentation, you know, sort of like similar to what Jack was doing. That the three K's coming out, if they would do a KKK <laughs> joke kind of thing, because you have cable town, couch town, and then karate car, town, car town. Maybe they start making cars or something. I don't know. Yeah, poor couchy doesn't have any eyes. It's Let's such see. a weird
1: thing. Is there another? I'm trying to think if there's another like. So the reason why they, uh, as they talked on the last episode or whatever mm. it was, like they bought the couches because couch to sofa. So is there another C related word involved in entertainment control, or like
0: control? So control town con- mm. controllers, just like control. You can just say like a voice activated control, like a connect kind of thing. Just
1: yeah, I get where you're. I get it. Saying.
0: I, I, yeah, um,
1: have to think on that and come back to it.
0: But yeah, lane stretches back and that. I mean the the whole conversation they're having on the phone with the doctor holding it out to her like that's just so awkward because it's just like I mean I'm glad they do call attention to it he's like you know I've got other things to do but it still, it's still just like why would not he just like give her the phone or I don't know it's just weird uh so Elaine or Colleen is back in Jack's life meanwhile um Jenna is living her beetle fantasy while hanging out with the Woggles.
6: Tadbo Captain Lollipops, Silly Dinosaurs.
5: This is just a list of things, now let's list some more. Pogo Stick, a hot air balloon, a hat that's full of soup. Another Pogo Stick. Good Good evening, you're going.
4: I'm with Russ, Ian. What? You're afraid my sexuality might tear this band apart?
5: Listen here, Jenna. We're the woggles. Nothing
1: can tear us apart. Except for the shark, that got a hold of the fifth wobble.
5: Baskets, hula hoops, roller coaster loop de loops. You just heard the wobble sing a very silly list of things. Wobble power.
0: Jenna's a shark. Oh dear. I mean, I, I think creatively there's a lot of fun writing in this episode because like they wrote three or four different waddle songs that they're performing, and the first one that they that that we saw that Jenna's, like, when she's showing them off, it's pretty standard. Like, that would be, like, a Wiggle song. But, like, that one is just, like, it's literally, this is this is every kid song ever. It's just listing things. Like, nothing important, nothing vital. It's just a pogo stick, a roller coaster. Just, it's another pogo stick. Like, it's just, it's such lazy writing in terms of a kid song. But it's, like, I, I bet the writers just had so much fun, like, writing these fake songs. Because it's, like, you got to just... You gotta make it smart, but also making fun of the genre that is kids' music. Cause it's just repetitive. You don't get too complicated. No, nothing complex, just simple. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was trying to like think back to what like I listened to when I was a kid. And cause I mean, obviously, it's like this sort of thing where it's like they're, ex- I'm, they're exaggerating the simpleness, but it's like there's obviously tr- truth in there. And like, I, I was trying to think though, like the. the I couldn't think of anything back when I was a kid that had that sort of – at least that I can remember, obviously. I mean, it's been a long time since I was a kid. But, like, I, just, I mean, mostly I think like the stuff we listen to, like, on the car, in the car, on road trips, and, like, mm-hmm. that that was – that usually was a little bit – like, it wasn't that basic. Right. But, like, I definitely feel like there are so many, like, Nickelodeon Disney kid shows that that's mm-hmm. obviously what they're targeting more. And we, did, well, we didn't have Nickelodeon when I was a little kid, so I don't know if that's, like, especially what they're going for. But because, like – I'm trying to think of, like, what I would have watched on Disney when I was a little kid. And, like, if it would have had that same sort of, like, banal mm-hmm. list of nothing uh, to, like, well, I mean, like song. There's a,
0: there's always, like, I don't want to say the classics because that makes it sound like a weird thing. But, I mean, you have, like, you know, Wheels and the Bus. You have Old McDonald, You have all of those songs that just will stay or just evergreen. They're going to stay through the kids' yeah. pantheon of music. But, yeah, I don't, I mean, like.
1: I mean, those songs are simple, but they're not, like, they're not quite the same. Just, like, random, random lines right, stitched together yeah. to, like, fill up. The- um, I
0: don't know. They're, I remember Sesame Street was really good about taking, like, modern songs yeah. and, like, repurposing them. Like, basically doing parody songs. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I assume they probably still do that. Uh, I haven't watched Sesame Street in two plus, two and a half decades, so I can't really say. But. I'm not, like we didn't have cable for when I was a kid, so it was mostly just like network TV. And I don't remember too many kits. I mean, I, I would have watched um, Sesame Street and Mister Rogers and things like yeah. that. Mister Rogers didn't really do music, and I guess Barney did music, but those were usually original songs, right? I think they, I don't know if they were really using songs that were made already. I think those were like so I mean obviously his big song was the one that closed every episode of the I Love You song right. which even that is pretty like you said is kind of banal like it's just kind of the same thing over and over again so I don't know like
1: yeah maybe I mean I, I, I do remember it's like actual and
0: things yeah. like that like Baby Beluga and things like that still run through my head every now and again just because Jesus Christ it's instilled on you because yeah. you listened to it a million times as a kid but yeah, I don't know. Like
1: yeah, maybe I don't know. I haven't. I'm not aware of like any actual Wiggles songs, so maybe that was part I think of their they brand. Do original songs, I, I For think sure, they, they do, do. But I mean, yeah. maybe part of their brand was that same sort of like just like simple. Right. I mean, that would make sense because the band is called the Woggles, I guess, and that's what they're right. directly parodying, But I don't know. Find a wiggle song and play it and we'll see. Oh I'm not
0: doing that. I don't I don't need that in my search history or or my cookies. Oh, I I that would be a fine addition to the episode. Oh, isn't hot potato, hot potato that was played in the rest of development? Isn't that a wiggle song? I have no idea. Hot potato, hot potato. In Taiwan it's called sweet corn because potatoes are not eaten as commonly in Taiwan. Oh they're missing out. So I guess yeah, the oldest uh, and arguably the most popular song is hot potato. From the album Yummy Yummy. Mm, delicious. Uh, <laughs> written in 1991, originally called Hot Tamale. Um, but they changed it to Hot Potato, probably because it just hits the ears better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if you've ever seen Arrested Development, the the subplot with Rita played by Charlize Theron, uh, there's For a scene... British eyes only. Yeah, there's a scene where George Michael is driving her around. And she turns on the radio and she's like, I never get to listen to American radio and the Wiggles for whatever reason are on the radio. And she starts singing along to it. So, God, I can't believe that song's 30 years old. Good for them. That's now in my search history, so thanks. I'm Um, sure
1: someone cares about that.
0: Yeah, there's one more small thing. The moms that go see the Wiggles, they... I mean, they they have to have some sort of like groupy. Not all of them. Oh, for sure. But there's definitely like yeah. a groupy vibe, right? Because I mean, you're not going there for the entertainment. You're going there to ogle these people.
1: Well, also to entertain your kid.
0: Well, your kid. I mean, yeah, but your kid's entertained after 30 seconds. You have to be there for another 90 minutes. Of right? Like, oh my god. <sighs> Those poor parents. Things you do for your kid, I guess.
1: That's why. A lot of. Well, I don't say a lot, but like some kid shows have been famous for like putting in content, to like like Sesame Street, like famously is parodied a lot of like current right modern and modern TV shows mm-hmm. to like basically do a Animation parody of the line, but I like do like still so like you know learning, like the, I think the 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 Sesame Street parody of thirty was called like Thirty Rocks or something, basically you mm-hmm. counted the number of rocks or whatever. So right. yeah. But it still did like likable parodies of Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy to like mm-hmm. so parents would. Get the, get the references yeah
0: so yeah. like it's one of those things like the kid yeah. has no idea what it is but at least the parent watching can be relatively yeah. entertained by the yeah. simplistic nature
1: of course a lot of disney and especially pixar yeah it definitely depends on like
0: the source material like sesame Street is going to be like a cutting edge sort of topical humor like, hbo like, money but, well because i mean like but also it's live action so yeah. they can be more topical but i mean something that's like animated has to be uh, it's going to be almost dated by the time it's animated and produced and, yeah, and put out. Sure.
1: But getting back to your original point, yes, there are definitely mommy blogs out there where they're discussing who their which favorite, the which hottest, hottest I, the hottest wiggle is. I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but I oh, can guarantee you uh, that oh, that. Absolutely. There's exists.
0: subreddits, there's forums, all of that. There's just thirsty moms thirsty for the wiggles and Raffy and all of those uh, people. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Uh, Jack and uh, Colleen are getting set up a post-hospital visit, uh, and Tracy has a conversation and a montage, well, a series of events uh, with his son, George Foreman.
5: Son, we have a lot of work to do today if I'm going to reverse Urkel you. Dad, I just want to read. Jordan, men, don't read. Grizz, tear this book in half. Son, I'm going to show you how a real Jordan man enjoys himself. It's montage time. Trey, montage got married and quit stripping. Fine. We'll just do a series of activities.
2: Gonna build a daydream from a little hope. Gonna push that daydream on a mountain slope. Gonna build a daydream. Gonna see it through. Gonna build a mountain and a daydream, gonna make them both come true <laughs> Gonna build a heaven from a little
6: hell, little hell. Gonna build a heaven and I an know darn well <laughs> If I build my mountain with a lot of care
4: And take my daydream on the mountain, heaven will be waiting there
0: in those last couple of months. Mm-hmm. They're like, going to build a mountain
1: gun, and gun, a dream and a like, heaven.
0: Jesus. So I thought that would be like a Wiggles song because, I mean, it sounds kind of like a kid's song. Like, it's very simplistic, yeah. but it's a, it's a song by Matt Monroe called Gonna yeah. Build a Mountain. Sounds British. From Yeah, he did sound British. I uh, can't get a date. It looks like Sammy Davis Jr. also had a song. Oh, I'm sorry. Sammy Davis Jr. actually, I think was the original source. He had it in 62, but Matt Monroe version was 1980. Ah, Matt
1: Monroe, who represented the UK at Eurovision in 1964. Oh,
0: do you think that was his Eurovision song? Just kidding. It was, it was not. 20 his, years, yeah, 20 his, years his later.
1: Eurovision, yeah, his Eurovision song was called I Love the Little Things.
0: Oh, God, that sounds insufferable. That's, in Suffolk, so that's a very early Eurovision 60s song. title, I feel like. Yikes. Um, but there's some fun like visual jokes in there. Like, they're doing like faux hunting with like BB guns where Kenneth looks like a quail or a deer uh, they're playing like video games they're eating McDonald's off of uh, an Asian woman mm-hmm. instead of eating sushi off an Asian woman uh, and then they're doing like the make it rain uh, I guess just to say they said they made it rain but I, I definitely remember that like Liz dancing under uh, the money falling is like a gift that I'm giving I'm giving Gift song and your favorite Rachel Maddow yeah, it's a fun little
1: one of my around. biggest takeaways from this montage last series of events is that she like looks like she really hasn't aged much in the last ten years. Yeah. Uh,
0: meanwhile, in uh, Liz's office, um, Jack gives her the news about Colleen.
3: Well, Colleen ruined the ribbon cutting. She's in New York. She's been here for weeks, recovering from heart surgery.
2: Oh my God! Is she okay?
3: She's fine. They gave her the same heart pump Dick Cheney had. Next thing you know, they'll be giving her his retractable wings and rocket arms. She's going to bury us all.
2: Jack, your mom's 87. Do you think maybe she had the surgery in New York to be close to you so you guys could, you know, have the talk?
3: The talk? Lemon. My mother did explain sex to me three years ago. There were drawings.
2: No, I mean the talk. Your mom's heart doesn't work. You need to sit down and say how you feel so you don't have any regrets. I've done it, Jack, and it isn't easy, but it's very rewarding.
4: You talk in your sleep. I know what you did in the war, and before you die, I want you to know that I know. I know you Donaghy's think you're so tough, but Colleen
2: is here because she's trying to reach out to you. Just get in the same room with her, and the talk will happen. I guarantee. I don't know why I said that. This is such a serious conversation. I'm sorry. Uh, lemon...
3: I assure you my mother is not in New York to spend time with me. She already wants to leave my apartment because Lydia is giving her the stink eye. As soon as she feels up to it, she is going back to Florida. There was no need for us to start jabbering about our feelings and sobbing like Bill Belichick listening to Adele.
2: Okay, fine. But you and your mom... Nope. As my coffee cup said this morning, you only regret the things you didn't do. This cup was made from recycled toilet paper. Don't let Colleen leave without saying what you need to say. Last word. Damn it.
1: Technically, Liz got the last
0: word. Technically, yeah. That's true. Although
1: she didn't use it to her advantage. Yeah. Also, Liz was a sadistic child.
0: No, she's very mature although the, the person I assume was her grandfather I know
1: did in the Lord. I want you to know that.
0: didn't seem comfortable in that conversation so I don't know if he really wanted to be doing all of that uh, I don't know just, what child does that what child sits with their grandparent that's on their deathbed and is like running them down saying I know what you did and you should you should you should own up for all of the things you've done in your life like Jesus Christ, Liz. Let it go. So she's com- so it looks like Jenna's completed nine of her uh, checklists on her walkabout. So she's bagged Ed Bagley Jr. and Hank Williams Jr. She's, uh, being I mean, next- I really she's done the same- being born.
1: I really think it's at the same time. Cause it really does say Ed bagley slash Hank Williams Jr. I feel like they would be on two separate lines if it was two different incidents. So...
0: I just feel like those are two polar opposite ideologies because Hank Williams is very pro-American. Egg Bagley Jr. is definitely considerable like more liberal of a person. So like to get them both in the what same room. What a spicy threesome! To them, do a three-way is like all oh, right. you need is
1: some alcohol.
0: Yeah, uh, she's anyway. she has done it in a blimp. Uh, she's done it. She had the orgy with the Seal Team Six. She's had sex with General Zod, which I assume that's just the actor from Superman. Um, it's so she's had sex with a guy who just farted, which, which mm. I was wrong. So there's that was two separate things. I thought it was guy have sex with a guy who just farted in the NHL replay room. Oh, but it's have sex with a guy who just farted and have sex in the NHL replay room.
1: <laughs> but maybe maybe it was with a guy who farted in the
0: if he just did it in the since she knocked room, out two and one. Yeah, two she, and one, she knocked uh, it out. She's been, so since she's been with the Waggles, she's been with the non-Aboriginal Australian. And Peace she's made and love nice. to uh, children's entertainers. So the next thing she can accomplish is to be the Yoko Ono, which, yikes. So Liz gets a fun surprise with Colleen being in her office the next day at work. as uh, so where Jack is obviously just pushing her off onto Liz. Uh, meanwhile, um, Jenna has convinced Russ to leave uh, the Woggles. Hey.
4: Yoko announcement. Russ wrote a song, a great song. And if you don't sing it at the Grammys, which is the Grammys for toddlers, Russ is going solo.
3: Russ, I write the songs here, so you have to choose her or us. Come on,
4: mate. Woggle power. In Australia, woggle means white. Hmm. Let's get out of here. I want to lick that turtleneck off of you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Come on, Jenna. Fine. Leave. We'll just replace you. Anyone could be replaced,
5: especially girlfriends.
4: You don't know what you're talking about. Paul isn't gonna. I mean, Russ. Paul is American for Russ. Oh. <clears throat> Ugh. Team Dean Kane.
1: That does sound very off-putting. Good luck, Jenna. Yeah,
0: especially on this time. I think. He was kind of a punch. I mean, I think they rip on him again in this episode. I think Jack has a line about it, but uh, there he was just kind of a punchline if he would kind of do anything for attention. I think it was uh, the point of Dean Cain's life because it was well after Lois and Clark, and I don't know. I think he was doing a bunch of like Lifetime or Hallmark movies also, but yeah, he he didn't have the same star power he once did. So and now he's fully fully fled into the uh, alt right. Uh, mentality. So, as have the number of as, has like, been celebrities mm-hmm, a that lot of TV stars fame is well past them. Kevin Sorbo is one of them. Yeah, of Hercules. course. What's
1: his name? Uh, uh, Bayo, Scott Beo is probably um, one probably the most yep. m- most famous. I say that's on the scale of relativism of eighties yeah. husbands. Was it
0: eighties?
1: Nineties husbands? Seventies husbands? beens seventies? Because Happy Days was late sixties, oh. early seventies, right? Way. Yeah. Has been so well, bad. no, because
0: he had Charles in charge in the 80s, yeah. so yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah. Also, hmm. I like how they drive home the point that <laughs> in Australia, woggles means white, right? Because, in case you didn't get it already, yeah,
0: the, <laughs> the woggle power with the fist and all of the other jokes that have come so far, but even like Jenna gives it a thought but shakes it off. She's like, huh, all right, well, like that doesn't affect me, I'm white, uh, yeah, boy. Uh, so, uh, in Liz's office, her and uh, Colleen... Sorry, but, but oh, go ahead, before go you went on that, no, it just
1: makes me, like, if, this, if 30 Racks of in this time, you know, in some <laughs> episode, there would be a throwaway reference to Jenna dating the MyPillow guy, because of the, well, because of the real life, uh, yeah. well, that apparently didn't ever actually happen, but that's just, like, but it would actually make perfect sense for Jenna to date the MyPillow guy. Oh, actually. Right. It would make sense for Thirty Rock to to to, to like riff uh, on if did that happening to Jane I in guess apparently
0: life. that guy has started a I guess Parlay is not doing well or people forgot about Parlay. I don't know. Well but it got to a showed a second social or there's another social media site, but of uh, one of the rules, I guess, is if you take the Lord's name in vain, you can be banned for Ooh. it. Which, uh, does that mean just saying like "Oh my God" is like a bannable offense? Because I feel like that's a pretty common expression and exclamation for people to use. So, oh my God, that man! I've never even heard of my pillow. Is it like a Casper mattress thing? Like it's like specialized pillows that made for you? I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's literally.
1: It's a. It's a. I mean, it's a pillow it's a pillow that I mean famous like I guess like I don't know if this is how it became like a seller but basically like it's known as being like a big Fox News sponsor and has been for a long time so Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it was like nothing until it started advertising there and then it like sold a lot or if it was already like a like a best uh, you know a high selling pillow before it started doing the advertising but like that's what I mean it's a but yeah I mean it's a pillow
0: so (laughs) and I mean it's definitely the only pillow brand that Comes to mind when I think pillow brands. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't know any others. Sorta. Do they make pillows? Uh,
1: well, they make beds. They make, make matches, so. matches. Yeah, maybe they make pillows. I don't really know. <clears throat> Anywho, that's more than enough time spent on that guy. But I did. But it was just since we're talking about dating and white power, uh, it and, made sense to Jane Krakowski bring no, that, that, that up really quickly. Sense. Yeah,
0: that's a fun through line.
2: You know what? I'm glad Jack put you in here because I think we need to talk about talking
6: what's the matter with you are you on drugs or something
2: don't you think at a certain point in life parents and children should sit down and express their feelings before it's too late god on the wheel
6: jackie and i know how we feel we don't have to say it out loud like a couple of gays getting married in jean shorts in provincetown Well, I'm just trying to enjoy an ice cream on the pier. Okay, fine. If
2: I can't convince you, maybe you'll listen to the words of Mike and the Mechanics, whose song, The Living Years, I definitely remember. Say it out. Speak it clear. You should listen, dude. Also, hear. It's too late when... You have two minutes
6: to find that battery before I die. (laughs)
2: do not like
0: talking that, I, I would absolutely do that like if i don't want to have a conversation just totally throw my heart monitor heart battery whatever it is just throw it away and make someone look for it and give them the ultimatum let me die or continue having this awful conversation that's so dark that's such a dark joke that that's is so funny, funny. it's so funny like she an extremely she's character worried, yeah she's not even worried about it because she's like yeah i know how you'll prioritize me so of course you'll search for it because like no one wants to be responsible for someone's death yeah but just the brazen attitude of just taking it out throwing it across the room is so funny so while tracy determines what he should do regarding george foreman if uh, after george foreman drops the line of um i never spent much time with my dad so now that he knows how it feels he wants to keep doing it so he decides to give up on college he has to weigh the He's now having the change of heart of if he should let him still go to school or not. Meanwhile, Jenna and Russ have also a revelation in their relationship after he's already left the Woggles.
4: I'm a little joey, a baby kangaroo, jumped out of mommy's pouch and now I don't know what to do. I wanted to go walk about around the world I roamed, but now the fun is over and I want to get back home. Mommy kangaroo, mommy kangaroo, separate the races, mommy kangaroo. Oh God, the it's all a terrible mistake. You don't just home. jump out of the pouch and walk away from something so good, something Make you happy? Wait. Are you saying I should go back to the Wobbles? The what? No. That song, like everything, is about me. I'm the baby kangaroo who went on the walkabout. What have I done?
1: The funniest part of that scene, Jenna has her oh my god moment at the moment she should right after he sings Separate the Races. Right. But of course she takes away the, the walkabout one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um... <laughs> so and that that line of that song like everything <laughs> is about me god so self-absorbed but you wouldn't expect anything less from her nope all right so we're, we're coming up on the finale of the episode we're going to start hitting uh the final points for everybody but this is the the climax most uh, i think most people would say the climax of the episode the general so's revenge so might
6: say
3: nope my driver will take you to the airport I'm glad you're feeling well enough to travel.
6: Jack, can we make sure the pilot is a man I don't know ever since the meteor hurt? I'm a little skittish about lady pilots.
3: Yes, Mother, Captain Chuck Cutler. I'm told he has a mustache. Mm, good.
2: Goodbye, Mother. I know it won't be welcome, but I will point out that this is your final talk opportunity. Show up your cabbage lemon. hole, lemon. girl.
5: Lime to a lemon, you need to tell me what to do about George Foreman.
4: Liz, has this whole walkabout thing been a mistake? What she if i already me too late? Here? Actually so I guess I'll just go to, to the beach.
2: Both of you need to stop right there. If you are having a problem with a loved one, there is only one thing you need to do. Communicate. Go to Paul. Go to George Foreman. And as difficult as it might be, talk to them. Before you lose them forever, tell them how you feel. Have the talk.
3: George Foreman first, did didn't break, them, Paul. I'm sorry, was that supposed to be for our benefit? Do you think we're idiots?
6: If you were my kid, I'd mail you back to the stork.
3: She's not kidding. When I was eight, she took me to the post office because I spilled juice on a couch reserved for the Pope, which has still never been used.
6: you will come. But I am sorry. I tried to mail you.
3: I forgive you. And I'm sorry about the juice, which you should know was actually
6: wine. I forgive you, too. You know, you've always been my favorite child. Thank you. You never gave me any trouble. You always ate your vegetables. You went to church. And you loved breastfeeding.
3: I just wanted to make you proud of me. That's all I ever wanted. If I've ever had any success in this life, it's because of you.
6: No.
4: I made this happen
2: not a part of this I get it but I made this happen
0: I made this happen <laughs> poor Liz she's just as self absorbed as
2: <laughs>
1: Jenna <laughs> she's about to say in her own way but to be fair she did make that happen
0: no she, she deserves the credit she, she should be happy but she shouldn't be celebrating at that moment uh, Do you, I know you probably don't because you're smart and you have better things to do with your time but you don't do read like, IMDb reviews and things like that right
1: IMDb reviews, absolutely not. Yeah, you shouldn't. Absolutely (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: But every now and again, like, I I don't don't seek them out. But every now and again, I'll just see what, like, like, because usually the top-rated one or the top-preferred or whatever will usually be, like, the number one that you see. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for this episode, particularly of Thirty Rock, but it also reminded me of something I was looking at for Always Sunny earlier today. But this review uh, was a one-star review. So they did not care for it. Um, there are about ten thousand Australian actors looking for work in the USA. Period. So in order to cast four Australian musicians, two with speaking parts, they gave the roles to two Americans who think that New Zealand is part of Australia. The sole accent choice didn't. The sole their sole accent choice seemed to be Meryl Streep's embarrassing A Dingo took my baby, and then singing a song, "Mommy Kangaroo," which is one and half. Words, words that New Zealand or Australia don't even use. Lazy, worst episode in nine seasons. Wait, uh, well, this series only ran for seven. So well, also
1: wait, did they don't use the word? Oh, they did they mean mummy instead of mommy because it was like I'm pretty sure they use the word kangaroo and I guess they use mummy instead of mommy. I don't um, understand but, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just kind of read that verbatim. Yes, I. Um, but anyway, on the always sunny front, I was just reading through like various reviews and, um. The, that series in its last few seasons have been doing a lot of like meta and introspective kind of episodes. And a lot of them have been good. Some of them have been like, okay. But like the, f- the final episode of the most recent ep- ep- season, they were very, I mean, it's pretty much heavy handed. Like you can figure out they're talking about how they've been on the air for 14 years. There's new competition. Should they be, keep doing the same thing they've got? Like that's what the whole episode's about. It's about mm-hmm. them. Should we move on? Should we let it go? Things like that. But of course, like there's you know reviews for it, and there's just one that really stood out to me, uh, and then I had to go through this person's profile and see what else they reviewed and how they reviewed it, and it was just like it's it's kind of it's comical, but it's also like it's someone who uses SJW and PC like unironically uh, for that particular. Is that everyone on
1: IMDb who reviews shows?
0: Well, I guess, Uh, but for that particular episode, they said it's boring. It is one of the most boring episodes of all time. All the fanboys gave 10 stars, so I'm giving one. And then, of course, they reviewed shows like Watchmen, and they reviewed movies like Blade Runner and Joker. For The Joker, they said critics are lying. This is one of the best movies I have ever watched. All the critics are either idiot or bought. I'm gonna give them a fair shake what is English the obsession not, with English people might not be their first language but what is the obsession
1: that? with people on the internet and accusing people of being bought being bought off. for people. like people are obsessed with that like well the, people can't fathom. no it's like people no. can't fathom it okay either they can't fathom people having different opinions from them or like they take other people's opinions mm-hmm. as like a personal attack attack yeah mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why you, you don't have the same opinion as me is because you were bought off by the Marvel-DC mm-hmm. industrial complex.
0: Yeah. No, if you didn't like a DC movie, you're a Marvel fanboy. If you didn't like a Marvel movie, you're a DC fanboy. Oh, Superstore. I guess just the whole series. Feminism and politics. They ruined the show with political BS. They are selling lies. Do not watch it. But this person watched it and reviewed almost every episode. Uh, Watchmen, Dr. Black Manhattan. Or, I'm sorry, black Dr. Manhattan. Thank you for turning Dr. Manhattan black. I hope he turns into a female later. The wink and the sarcasm are implied in that. Okay. Why are we... It's just just like, how the fuck do you post this shit? Like, what is wrong with you? Just, God. Anyway, I don't know. I just thought I'd share, because it's just one of the... It's it's the idea, right? You, You type something out, and you don't hit send. You just let it breathe, and then you erase it, and you get all your anger out, but... Some people just like hitting send. (sighs) Finally, uh, we wrap up Tracy and Jenna's storylines.
5: Son, this isn't easy for me to say because my tongue caught what my foot has. But I need to say it. You should do what's best for you. Look, I want to go to college, but I love you, Dad. And I will love you no matter what. Even if you become a doctor, or lawyer, or philanthropist who devotes his life to others, I'll still be proud of you. Goodbye, my son. But Dad, college doesn't start for another five months. I said goodbye, my son.
4: Great, now let's go do my thing.
5: Okay.
4: Oh, God. He's dressed like her. I'm too late. I've been replaced. (sighs) Couchy?
5: Look on the bright side. My thing
0: went perfectly.
1: If only they had gone before their lunch break, maybe Jenna would have made it in time.
0: I thought when they were setting up, when Liz is saying, you should go talk to Tracy, or you should go talk to George Foreman and you should go talk to Paul, I thought they were going to go, Tracy goes to Paul and Jenna goes to George Foreman. Like, Mm -hmm. they completely just flipped the script on what they were expecting. But I like that they did it as a team, although it only works out for Tracy, unfortunately. Jenna had to get some bad news. Now, you think that it's, what's her name? Alyssa,
1: Alyssia, I want to sure I uh, Alicia Alyssia or Alicia Reiner, who is a well, character I've, actress in various was roles. was
0: featured on an episode yes. of Thirty Rock in season three or four, but I'm I'm thinking it's Lacey Chabert, but neither one of us can for sure say yeah. that it's who it is because well, there's, no there's no credit. There's no credit at
1: all, so maybe it's just someone who just happens to resemble both of them. And yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's most likely an extra. Yeah, thirty for, for Thirty Rock. So I feel like if it is either one of those they would at least have a speaking part. They would have yeah. like a bigger role to make them seem, you know, you would feature them kind of yeah. thing. It was um,
1: Mary like, Steen version.
0: She's with Couchy and Paul. <laughs> oh my god. That seems very out of character for her. Uh, uh, here we wrap up the Colleen and Jack storyline as we
6: go to credits. I have something for you. It's not much, but I thought maybe you could put it in Liddy's room. Oh. Oh. This was your mother's. Well, I know, but I, I wanted to make sure you got it. Well, hang on.
3: If your plan was to have surgery, then go back to Florida without ever seeing me,
6: why did you bring this with you? What is this? The Spanish Inquisition? Uh,
3: you'd know you lived through it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh.
4: Did
1: this. Poor Liz. She just wants to hug those. Those selfish people are just selfish excluding Donaghy's her from their from their, from affections. their special moment.
0: Oh, how awful! Yeah. No, I mean that, that's, that's kind of it's not it's not one of the better Thirty Rock moments, but it's definitely one of those moments like Thirty Rock tries to show its heart and like, oh, that's a touching moment, but it never takes it too seriously, it never takes it for too long. So, but yeah, the Donaghy's have their special way of showing their love for one another. So that's nice. But yeah, that's uh, Meet the Woggles. Our credit scene is just a, a, a Woggle song. I assume after Russ has gone back to the Woggles, it could be at any time in their career, though. But it's just another listing thing song. It's, it's super funny, though. It's just like various members of the band saying things, like sailing, saying what feelings are and how you express those feelings. It's just it's a silly little song. But again, not too far off from a kid's song. But, you know. well, I, don't, I don't imagine a kid song would be talking about being gay. Right? Oh, no, that's not appropriate for the children. No, because then they start asking questions that parents don't want to answer. Songs turn the kids gay. That's true. And the frogs. Frogs and yeah. kids. Yeah. What was, what was the preface of that? the, chem- in the oh, chemicals in the water turning
1: the frogs gay i mean they- hey there's water in the background of this of this oh woggle my God. song so oh my God. the, the apples the apples are turning the oh, children no. gay the apples that grow next the to the surfing ocean. apples
0: oh no uh but yeah let's meet the woggles uh yeah no su- su- super super solid episode uh super enjoyable i think mean, a real standout from the last uh, few that we've come across final thoughts
1: I've met the Woggles but I don't care to meet them again nope
0: I wouldn't keep them around I definitely wouldn't let my kids listen to them um, anything else
1: Colleen and Jack had a genuinely yeah heartwarming moment I
0: knew, I, I good for them I know I said this is the penultimate Colleen episode but I do think by the time the next episode airs it is dealing with her death, and I don't think she's in the actual episode, I think it's just dealing with her passing. So I think this is the last episode to feature no. her in an acting role on Thirty Rock. So uh, right, this is this is depressing. So we need to go out on, the, uh, on a positive note. But I do think this <laughs> I is tried the last... to, and you just no, dragged you, it down no again. Did it uh, anyway? But yeah, no. Um, obviously, they didn't know that she was going to be passing in a, in a year, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be sad getting to that episode knowing that she's passed away and that they're dealing with. But it's a nice touch that they they touch on it and deal with her her passing. But anyway, um, yeah, that's Meet the Woggles. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's gonna be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode one twenty one, season six, episode eighteen. I think we've only got. Three or four left in this season before we're wrapping it up. Uh, entitled, Murphy
1: Brown lied to us. She did. She, she said did. women could have it all, and they couldn't.
0: Well, spoiler alert, Murphy Brown couldn't have it all. No. She tried, though, for 10 seasons. Yay. 11. Yay. Why
1: well, is that counting the reboot? Anyway. <laughs> that's on, I, that's on, I think
0: it was 9 originally and 10 counting the reboot, or 10 and 11 counting the reboot. Anyway, it doesn't matter, because this isn't a Murphy Brown podcast, but I will be talking about Murphy Brown next week, because Bobby Moynihan is in the episode, and I like him very much, so good times. David, take us out. See you next time.
6: Feelings, feelings, feelings say how you feel. Apples, you taste good. Trees, you give us wood. Grandma. I am gay. Bridge. You turn me on in a sexual way. Spaghetti. You're yeah, my favourite food. A dog in sunglasses. You're a real cool dude. Police. I killed a man. Son. Your father's dad. Wife. I've been to a whore.
4: Feelings,
6: feelings, feelings say how you feel. Twin. Get back in your cage. Teacher. Put your penis away. Moon. You turn me into a wolf.
2: Just get in the same room with her and the talk will happen. I guarantee, I don't know why I said that, this is such a serious conversation.